0: Good morning, and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes, and today I am joined by Kyle. Hello! And Connor.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: Uh, Pretty good. We're back after uh, we took a week off. Um, <laughs> due to us not recording an episode when we probably should have. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, it, it... and now... Yeah, we're yeah, making it, up for it, lost time now. It was not for lack of seeing movies because we did. It was yeah, that's it, no, true. That's that's kind of the funny thing. The mm-hmm. past uh, past two weeks, between the three of us, we've seen two movies. Um, I, I saw both of them. Kyle saw one with me, and Connor saw one, the other one with me. Um, not together, but you know, we both, least, saw, them. We both saw them. Definitely not together. Definitely uh, not. So we're 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 gonna make up for lost time today, and we're gonna talk about both. Of the movies that we watched The uh, the past two weeks And Sweet. I think this actually should be, should be pretty interesting These are I guess uh, in some ways these are both big movies d- Depending on the audience Yeah, <laughs> You're referring to mm-hmm. um, So I guess we'll uh, Let's we'll get right into it since we got a lot to talk about today So the first movie We're going to talk about just came out At least here In mm. uh, the great state of Delaware um, This weekend Or last weekend, whatever you want to call it which is the new Wes Anderson movie, The French Dispatch. The French Dispatch. I said that kind of weird the first time. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, this, this is kind of an interesting one, because in New York, it opened like two weeks ago. Is that right, Connor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it. Something,
1: something like that? Yeah, a week and a half ago or something. I saw, Whatever, the, yeah. uh, Thursday opening day. Yeah, I saw it.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but here it's playing in one theater in in the state, as far as I can tell. And uh, it's kind of a tough one to get to. But I feel like that's also what the case was for the last Wes Anderson movie, which was Isle of Dogs. um, Which we we also had to to go out of our way to see. But it's interesting. There was a a comment from whoever the, the Fox Searchlight like person is like the person who owns the distribute distri- distribution platform fox searchlight who distributes all of wes anderson's movies where they said like oh yeah you know we're never gonna have a hit like the grand budapest hotel again that's just never gonna happen and, and like you, you read that and you're like you're, you're saying that about your own movie like that, that sounds kind of kind of depressing right like what, what, at least give it a shot give it a chance <laughs> that's but, like uh, what, what a weird comment yeah right it's an incredibly weird comment to to be coming from from somebody because apparently the grand budapest hotel which was two wes anderson movies ago was very successful and uh very successful in like wide release um for for like an independent movie like that so it's it's interesting that you know he would be so like kind of down on it i think it's just a a lot of people are feeling that way about movie theaters in general and getting things into theaters and getting people to see things that aren't big movies yeah but i i feel like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy you know like if you don't put it in the theaters and of course, people aren't going to see it because there's <laughs> how or if can you do not see it?
1: Or if you don't advertise it, like I thought, the yeah. advertising again the, for the French Dispatch was just so minimal. Like I, you barely see anything about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, especially like I feel like Wes Anderson, like it, he's got a big cult following. Like it's not not even not even a small cult following. It's a pretty sizable one, as far as I can tell. He's definitely one of like the major directors working like major american directors working right now so like there there's an audience for this sort of stuff people go to see it when it's it's out in wide release but i don't know maybe uh maybe it's, just, it's just weird i I, w- I would love to see them give a, give these things a bigger a bigger life in theaters and you know try to hope for for a bigger audience but hey what can you do if you want to go see it you got to you got to you know maybe drive a little bit and kind of look around for for wherever it's playing But uh, the real question is, should you see it? Right. Mm. I think that's the, uh, and that's the question that that me and Connor are here to answer today. So Connor, what's the the French Dispatch about?
1: Okay. Well, I'll read the IMDb description and then hopefully that's not terrible, and I can, you know, then talk about what I thought of the movie. Well, let's see. Okay. French Dispatch: A love letter to journalists, set in an outpost of an American newspaper in a fictional 20th century French city. That brings to life a collection of stories published in the French Dispatch magazine. Directed by Wes Anderson, and it stars a bunch of stars.
0: <laughs> oh my God, there's too many to name. It, it's it's like a, it, it it's almost funny. Like I, I didn't realize that this was such a ensemble movie until like it was like, oh, what, what's he doing there? That's the uh, Benicio del Toro. Oh, Adrian Brody, Owen Wilson, Adrian I mean, Brody. Is <laughs> Tilda, Jeffrey Wright. What are you doing here? Tilda
1: Swinton, Francis McDormand. You know, uh, what's his name? Who's also in the next movie we're going to talk about? Uh, Timothy, oh, Chalamet. Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy yeah. Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah Jeffrey right. Wright. Like you know, it, it, it's it, it's endless.
0: Even even Fonzie showed up in this one. Yeah, and like, a total bit part, too. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it, it's, it's weird, right? Like, it, 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 there's actually a couple of instances of that. Like, Christoph Waltz is in this in a ridiculous bit part where he has, like, one line yeah, or, like, must, two lines. He must just be, in like, in
1: friends with these people and they just show up for, like, yeah, you want to come in for, like, an hour? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, Lee
0: Schreiber was a talk show host for, like, you know, three scenes. Willem Dafoe is in it. For, for yes. Like, maybe he has, like, one line. Yeah, it's... Yeah, everybody wants to work with Wes Anderson though, because Wes Anderson makes really distinctive and interesting movies. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, did you have okay, Connor? What did you think of this one?
1: Yeah. So it, it's Wes Anderson is getting more and more like stylized, I think, by by the picture that comes out. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt that way with the last his last movie, Isle of Dogs, which was very much the like. Every shot is framed in that way that Wes Anderson does it, where you see like all the characters in focus perfectly, and they're all in
0: picture, and it's just yeah, like, it's like a little, it, kind of like a storybook type. Yeah, thing, exactly. Like you're using it,
1: the yeah. yeah, you're using the entire frame. Like there's something yeah. like, like it'll be a long shot on one frame, and they'll be like walking around in every single aspect of that frame. Yeah, uh, lots of
0: things placed in depth, in, yes. in specific spots of the frame. You know, yeah. he's very meticulous in crafting his uh, his scenes.
1: Yeah, and, and that can be you have to be ready for that. You, have, you know, you, you know, every time you start, you know immediately like this is a Wes Anderson movie, mm-hmm. and now yeah, it's yeah, like sure. it, it's getting more and more so that way you know, compared to mm-hmm. his earlier stuff. With like you know, I think sure. we I think we reviewed Rushmore at some point. Like this is very different yeah, from yeah, like yeah. that style. Uh, yeah, yeah, like from those days. Now it's like very stylized. So what this movie is like a lot is like a series of like kind of vignettes of this like articles mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. this uh, this French Dispatch magazine. Uh, which is just, like, eccentric, like, kind of articles based on certain, like, topics you would have in a magazine like this, like a, a food section, like a arts section, you know, but they're mm-hmm. more like a fantastical kind of, like, journey that's happening on mm-hmm. it, uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, really good, interesting character pieces and stuff. Sure. Uh, I mostly liked it a lot, but there is some part parts that are not as strong, and, like, the... I guess it's how, how much you like the little vignettes, you know, I, I like the, no, that, that's the, the with, thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. What you yeah, say? I was,
0: I was going to say like the, the thing that everybody always says about anthology films, that they're only as good as the best segment of mm-hmm. them. Yep. So like, and, and, and I, I think that's, that's not necessarily not true. I, I, like, that makes sense to me because, like, the, the worst thing is when, like, there's a great story and it ends and a new story begins and it's not as good. I understand that. But I think the thing that annoys people more about anthology films isn't so much that, but more that, like, it requires a little bit more work. It, like, the, the first, like, 15 minutes of a movie... I feel like your brain is doing a lot of work just to like kind of come to grips with everything that you're seeing for the mm-hmm. first time. Like you're getting used to the characters, you're getting used to the the style, the storytelling, you're getting used to, you know, the environments, the locations, et cetera, whatever. And then once that's over and you kind of have a grasp of it, the rest of a movie is smooth sailing. Right. right? Like you don't right. have to think about that stuff anymore. It's like you're just experiencing the story. But in an anthology movie, you have to do that multiple times. And I think that just annoys people because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's this, effort, you know. This yeah.
1: one's exactly that, too, because it, it's, it, it, the structure of it is basically like teaser intro with Owen Wilson and then act mm-hmm. one with certain characters, act two with certain characters, followed by with one journalist kind of like leading the story of each one mm-hmm. of these parts, act three with another mm-hmm. journalist leading it, and then a tiny conclusion, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like an almost like an epilogue. And then, mm-hmm. like that's how it works. But they all feel yeah. like you're restarting and resetting, almost mm-hmm. like you're watching separate. You're like, almost like if you're trying, if you're watching a TV show and you're watching like just half-hour episodes, but you didn't really want to watch like all of them at once. Yeah,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah like- and I I understand why that that annoys people. Like, and I I think that's that accounts for more of like people's kind of issues with the anthology movie than anything. Um, but I mean, like for me, yeah, there, there are like, there's three core stories of the movie. There's kind of like things that bookend both of them, but like really like three main stories in the movie. And I have my, my preferred ones. I think the first one is the strongest. Yes. Um, hundred percent. I thought uh, that one was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Benicio yeah, the del first Toro one's painter yeah. who is like a con man, a convict. Like oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like a, like a murderer or something, and then he yeah. but he's an amazing artist in in prison. Mm-hmm. That one was very interesting. Adrian Brody yeah. was freaking hilarious in that. Also.
0: Oh god, he was so good. So he, <laughs> it's and, just but he, so he, good.
1: He was so good that I was sad when his vignette was over, and then like I had to, and then <laughs> yeah. I had to go to a Timothy Chalamet one. And I'm yeah like just, right oh, that's, that's a just... huge come down yeah sure. it's like what is this
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um I, I like the third one a lot too for a, a couple of reasons Though i'll like tell you they're... what
1: the, the best oh yeah. So the, i mean you wanted to say what, what they are a little bit or... well yeah I,
0: I there's there's a couple of things in the third one i really like i like that the the climax of it is very 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 reminiscent to the the kind of hostage situation in hitchcock's first the man who knew too much the mm-hmm. uh, the British one it's it's like the exact same scenario it's actually kind of weird and I to the point that I wonder if it was like an homage um, but the it, it, there's also a segment in there that's like entirely animated which I thought yes. was very unexpected but also like was cool
1: that was great um, I think that that one yeah. needed that so I I, re- I mean the first one the, the like the first act with Benicio del Toro the artist one. Uh, that one I liked the most, and Tilda Swinton also in that one. I think that, that was a really strong cast, too, that one. They all worked, really, oh, yeah. the whole cast worked really well. And that, that was the one where, sure. you know, Bonzi showed up and all those in, like, bit parts, so <laughs> like, it was just kind of like funny yeah, yeah, for yeah. those reasons. Uh, so that one, I think, is the strongest. Uh, the middle one with Timothy Chalamet and Francis McDormand, I thought was, like, I don't know. I didn't like that one, really. <laughs> it, it's was all right. it's, it, it was fine. It was
0: fine. That one felt a little less, like, urgent. It
1: was kind of like a youth and revolt kind of thing story ish yeah, yeah. against like the establishment kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, yes yeah, so that was that one and then the last one which was like the, the hostage situation which was also mixed with like a food like uh, journalist mm-hmm. uh, right that one was the was the best the best one other than the first one uh, just but it was it felt slow at parts but then once they did that animated scene it kind of like it, it woke me like woke me up again
0: yeah, and yeah I was yeah. like oh.
1: <laughs> but the thing that was so cool too about the in that animated scene was the music do you remember how like distinct that music was? The way it would kind of just like oh, reset yeah. and start the whole music. I think uh, this this was Alexandre uh, Desplat did the music. He's, oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. He's like one of the best. Going like I think. Well, uh, I, yeah. Go ahead.
0: It's the way that like Anderson's using music in these like more recent movies. This this felt very reminiscent to the uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel to me and the way that movie used music, where it's it's very very like a constant pulse going on the whole time throughout the movie very sparse instrumentation like like basically like you know like piano bass whatever like very 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 sparse but the uh the songs are like constantly driving constantly moving Mm -hmm. and it gives the the movie this kind of like sense of forward momentum the entire time like it's it's a there's very few parts of it that aren't scored which is unusual um so yeah it's 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 interesting it's it's very very stylistically distinct. Even from, like, you know, you, you, if you watch the arc of Anderson's career, you're basically watching a guy get more and more stylized as yeah, it goes right. along. And yeah, like, I mean, he's it, super stylized I, now. Yeah. And some people, like, they, they get kind of irritated by that, where they're like, ah, oh, man, like, I, I preferred when he was just, before he was too stylized, like, Rushmore was so perfect. And, like, I mean, I, I, I agree, Rushmore is perfect, mm-hmm. but, uh, at the same time like i appreciate a guy who's making movies like this that are so stylized like this movie is mostly in a in like a four by three aspect ratio maybe even something different i think it's four by three um a lot of it's in black and white but he changes between black and white and color in at distinct moments there are times where he has like he actually does use the full like widescreen frame but it's not like to fit the whole image of like the movie but to like put it to the side and then add like another box on the side mm-hmm. showing something else happening at the same time. Um it's just interesting. He's doing a lot of really creative stuff, I think. And uh yeah, it's it's worth seeing, I think. I think this is this is definitely a uh I don't think it's as like immediately just kind of rousing and fun as like Grand Budapest Hotel was, no. but it is very interesting and I think the stories in it are uh, are, are solid and Yeah. There, there's stuff to it that I've, I'm still thinking about as uh, after, after I've seen it that I think you know, there's some depth to it for sure.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. I mean, it's not for everybody. There was a guy snoring in the theater that I was in. Yeah, it's definitely so. not for everybody. Yeah. I but, mean,
0: you know, yeah, give it a shot if, you, if, you, if you're into this sort of thing. But uh, I think there's there's another film that perhaps you should give a shot if you're into a very different sort of thing.
2: Halloween um. Kills. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Um we we uh, no the uh so the the big movie the, the the talk of the town uh America's got dune fever is what I hear. Um you know no, nobody everybody's talking about the worm. People can't get enough People of that. People love worm. the worm. People love that desert power. You got that desert power. Um mister Paul Atreides. Is it a trades or atreides I think it's a trades. I just call him Paul. Um, yeah, let's call him Paul. Um, Hi, I'm Paul. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, we're we're not going down the rabbit hole that you just opened up by saying that. Um. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So the new uh, Denis Villeneuve movie. Who. Uh, it, the, we the three of us kind of have a long history with that guy, uh, <laughs> in, in, in a weird way. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I'll never forget the, uh, the the time that when we saw Arrival for uh, for the first time, and all I think all three of us felt insane because everybody in the world just adored that movie. Mm. We were like, w- "What's the deal yeah. here, guy? It's not it's it's all right, I guess." I, I mean, it's not not terrible. It's... And I feel like that's that's the response I've had to every single one of his movies that I've seen, just like eh, it was, it was pretty good. He he does a um, great
2: job of tricking people into thinking his movies are masterpieces.
0: Yeah, and I don't understand like what accounts for that. And maybe may, you know, let's let's be real. Maybe they are masterpieces, and maybe we're stupid. That's I, possible. Yeah, I mean, I'm the, I, I would never rule yeah. that out. I mean, I'm definitely I'm definitely stupid. I I'm, I fully admit that. However nonetheless I, I don't know i feel like i've watched plenty of denis villeneuve movies and just thought man you know this guy's clearly very creative but this story just isn't that good and it's not like that interesting it's it feels like it's trying to be more interesting than it is are you talking about dune <laughs> no 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 i'm talking about everything else Oh, okay so, so gotcha. you, you, well, yeah. the, this is the interesting thing with dune is of course dune is based on the uh the the novel and the series of novels i guess um, it was Frank Herbert. Is that who wrote Dune? Yes. Am I, am yes. I not crazy? Okay, Frank yes. Herbert. Um, and so by default, that should mean that he's working with good source material. Because I don't yeah. know very many people who don't think Dune is at least very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I know nothing about Dune. I'm, I am a complete Dune poser. I have not seen the David Lynch Dune. I have not read the book or any of the books, I know nothing about it except that it's, or I guess prior to seeing this movie or rather, I knew nothing about it except that it's, there's a desert planet and there's big worms. That's, <laughs> that's the extent of my knowledge of Dune. But yes. my understanding is that it's relatively good. it's interesting. Me,
1: yeah, my buddy gave me the book, Dune, like his old copy of it. Was, uh-huh. It's awesome, you gotta read it. And within like the first two sentences, there were like 10 words I didn't know that you had to know like the mythology already. And, sure. you would, and I was like, I, I can't, I just can't I do understand. this right now.
0: It's, a, it's, it's a lot of work, yeah. you know, reading books, you know, <laughs> that's why we, that's why this is a, a show about movies. Yeah. Not, not from the books <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, look, the point is this guy is making a Dune movie. He's, he's clearly got visual chops. He's working yes. with, uh, what's his face? The, the, director of photography everybody loves what's his name sure come on somebody oh. say it come I on mean, you you know him
1: like is it like i don't know i don't i didn't watch the movie i i don't uh i mean is it is it uh i mean i don't i don't know who which was. Oh, guy actually, oh actually
0: that's interesting it actually isn't Roger Deakins i thought it was it's a uh, different guy <laughs> you always I think it's Roger actually, Deakins you know what i think confused yeah, you, you is that
1: is that uh the music was done by Hans Zimmer. Maybe you were thinking like Roger Deakins. Well, yeah, Deacon, I knew that. Hans, yeah, I mean, well, Hans I, Yeah, big. but
0: I thought, I, I would have assumed he was working with Roger Deakins on this because it seemed like a, an obvious thing for him to do considering he just did that with Blade Runner 2049 and everybody loves Roger Deakins. So that's, uh, that's kind of fascinating. Wow, you couldn't uh, tell
1: after you watched the movie that it wasn't clearly Roger Deakins? Wasn't Roger no, Deakins? Yeah, yeah, How can I you not tell Roger Deakins' style, man?
0: <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm I'm a Roger Deacons poser too. I guess I'm I'm a big poser this whole episode. Um, anyway, we're just to get back to the point I was trying to make, he's working with good source material, so theoretically this should be a slam dunk. You know, finally this guy will get get to make a good movie. And to to spoiler my opinion on this thing, I think that's true, but. It's kind of frustrating that in the the one instance where he's finally paired with good source material, he only made half of a movie. It's probably like a third, really. <laughs> yeah, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so, like, you know, this this movie doesn't have an ending. It just kind of stops. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe that's it's okay with some people but for me it's just like that That last half hour of the movie just feels so deflating all right let's well, just spin
1: okay. it okay for me as somebody <laughs> you gotta convince me to watch this what is this about what is this
0: kyle talk t- tell us about dune i want to hear the imdb synopsis of dune because i'm sure that will not help connor at all
2: oh no it, trust me connor will know everything about dune after this okay okay
0: okay let's let's hear it. <clears throat>
2: The feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think, Connor? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, that's that's,
0: that's, that's, that's about pretty huh? good. It's a little vague. It's yeah. pretty
1: vague. And look, to me. Well, Dune, they don't want they don't want to give it away. To me, know? Dune looks like Star Wars Tatooine with with some snake monsters. Which are also in Star Wars, the the last worms, one.
0: Worms, the, well, Not worms. Well, worms, worms. Well, they
1: looked like a. Big, they, remember, wasn't there like a worm thing or some monster that in, in the last. No, the. Uh, um, I don't know what you're talking that about. Eight Bo- that ate a- Boba Fett. Remember that thing? That kind of was like a snake the thing. pit. The, the Sarlacc pit. That's kind of like a similarish uh, thing. The
0: there are a couple of moments in Dune that are reminiscent of, of the Sarlacc pit. With yeah, one, they, actually, Sarlacc you know. like pit in there. No, you All right, bring it so, up, I, so do I, I need to watch? Do I need
1: to watch are. Dune? I, I've seen the Sarlacc pit scene. Like, is that? No, you just.
2: I think you just got the gist of it. I think you're good, <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. What do you think of Dune? So, Dune. I didn't hate Dune. I gotta make mm-hmm. that perfectly clear. But mm-hmm. Dune is following in the Arrival tradition where i thought it was perfectly fine but seeing people say that it's like this fantasy epic of the decade is just like i just don't see it i'm just not Uh, there yeah. yeah i think it's i think it's good i think all the actors do a great job i think there's some nice set pieces but man i just i'm missing something and if it's not quite as bad as Arrival because people are saying Arrival is like the greatest science fiction film of all time and I'm not even going to get into that. Yeah, (laughs) please. But like, I just see the reactions to this movie and it's like, I'm missing something. I just, I'm just not 100% there.
0: I just, uh, I I don't know what it is. Let me, let me put forth a theory on that one, Kyle. Yeah, dive into my brain. My, my theory on why everybody is, has Dune fever. Yes. Is that I think... People are desperate for some kind of successful movie series that doesn't feel completely owned by corporate interests.
2: Yes, I could see that.
0: But does people is, what? Are, does this not? Well, my, you no, know, because it it look. Yeah, it's based on a on on a book, but it's based on like a very very weird old book. Yeah. this isn't necessarily like a slam dunk like comic book thing. That's not like not even close. And to to that point, it's pretty much the Denis Villeneuve show. You know, yes. it's like whatever he wanted to do with this, he decided to do, right? So I think people are desperate for some sort of auteur filmmaking in the mainstream because that used to be a thing that was. You know, we took that for granted, and now, now where we're at is like you know so so soul sucking and depressing that something like Dune comes out and it's pretty good, you better believe people are going to say it's the you know it's the greatest thing ever because they want to see that part too. They want this thing to be successful.
2: I I do um, appreciate that this movie yeah. doesn't feel like like he was like forced to do anything a certain way. Like no, it feels not. like it was his movie to like you know maybe it's not the best you know comparison but it did kind of feel like you know peter jackson lord of the rings movies like sure like i'm i'm gonna make my version of dune and you know he did as far as i can tell
0: yeah yeah and like like it's so i appreciate
2: that i appreciate that a lot
0: yeah there's some really really cool images in in the movie i think it's it's very like i've I've seen some people complain about the tone being very very like serious there's not a lot of levity in the movie a lot of levity
2: kind of feels like oddly put in too. Yeah,
0: it, it's it's a pretty like dour I don't know if dour is the word. Stately, maybe. Like, this movie <laughs> that takes itself very seriously, and yes. I think that's okay. I don't mind. Oh that. yeah, there's like, nothing wrong with it. Like, like the movie kind of earns its its tone. I feel like it, it. definitely like puts you in a in a particular kind of kind of place, a kind of mm-hmm. mood. I think. Um, it's it's good. The, the performances are great. I think uh Rebecca Ferguson. She's yes. great. Yeah, as, she was very uh, good as Lady Jessica. Uh, Paul's mother. She's she's phenomenal in, in the movie, and uh, I th- I think this is an interesting story. I, I wasn't aware this was like. I guess the the story of Dune is about a a son going on a journey with his mother, which I think yeah is I, un, I I kind of figured she'd dynamic. be dead
2: by the end of the first act.
0: Yeah, or at least like not figure into the plot as yeah. like the second major like player. But that that that's kind of an unusual dynamic, and I appreciated that. that that's mm-hmm. that's interesting. Like this this whole story doesn't feel like anything normal in the blockbuster space right now which i think is why i appreciate it so much yeah. it, it 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 stands out as weird um and i I like weirdness in in big budget things I oh think yeah that's, of course and you know, that that's like the best thing you can have in, in blockbuster movie making so yeah and the, the main criticism i have with it is that it's it, fin- it finishes like i don't even think halfway through the novel no and like it, there's the, the ending point doesn't feel like an ending. It doesn't feel like the movie builds to anything. It just kind of does its stuff and then stops. The, the only thing that the movie kind of tricks you into thinking it's building to something or or is ending in a good space because a character says, "This is only the beginning," which oh. is like, uh, "Okay, yeah, sure, yeah, I get it." You're saying that not only are you saying that to Paul. But you're saying that to us, the audience, to let us know that there will be future films. Oh, double meaning. Genius writing. Genius writing. So
1: how many um, are there supposed to be? Like, uh, is are there going to be two or is, is it? I mean, aren't there like mm. eight
0: Dune books or something like that? Well, well, yeah, that's the question. Like, I what, think what that
1: there's do like already? one like like true Dune book yeah. and then maybe Frank Herbert wrote a few. And then I think his, his kids or something finished the rest with based on his ideas or something. And then it kind of yeah, got like, like ridiculous that. or something. Or they, they
0: yeah, got, something like that yeah uh, it's uh, i don't know hm. yeah the, the point is dune is solid it's it's yeah. a good movie um I, I i i so full disclosure here maybe we didn't think it was a masterpiece because we didn't see it in theaters
2: that, that, uh, that, did, that could probably <laughs> be part of it
0: we did watch it in our uh, little home theater setup down here which in my opinion was was quite nice yeah but I, I did come away thinking, you know, this would probably be really good in IMAX if oh, you um, have the yeah, opportunity. It,
2: it, it we definitely didn't watch it in the best circumstances. I, yeah. I think it's a lot better than just watch on like your, you know, your iPad or something like that. Yeah, but
0: definitely don't do that. You will not yeah. get the uh, the full the full Dune experience that way. I mean, you I, won't I, be I, able to
2: see yeah. half the characters if you uh, watch on your iPad. There's So I, many I zoomed the... out
0: shots. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's a. It's a... <laughs> what uses the wide frame and i I appreciate that but the uh yeah this it's always i think a good sign for me when i watch a movie and i think man i wish i was watching this on a bigger screen (laughs) because that that usually implies that there's something worth looking at yes um so yeah it was good it was solid maybe i think it's the best uh the best thing Denis villeneuve has done but it's only half a thing so that you gotta dock some points for that um so, but they are making another one. I'll I'll see it. Um, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, the conclusion of Dune. Maybe I'll go back and watch the David Lynch Dune now that uh, I've yeah, seen I'd, this I'd one. Yeah, I'd be very curious about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, we should maybe do that and then do a uh an, another Dune review and uh, <laughs> you know kind of compare and contrast what we're feeling. Why do you think that
1: watching the David Lynch movie Dune would change anything about your opinion of this one?
0: it wouldn't but it would enrich my life in ways unimaginable you know what guys we should make november dune month it would not finish it in the day by watching the david lynch dune so here's what we do
2: here's what we do we you know this review goes out then we watch the david lynch then we read the books and review those <laughs>
0: hmm. lopes on books yeah lopes on books all right we'll see you guys next week for the first episode of Lopes on Books where we will be talking about Frank Herbert's Dune. Have a good uh, rest of your morning, everybody.